Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come before your husband. I let another man tell you Recorded what to do live. when you have your husband. The only person besides God that can be over your husband, over you is your husband, and then you obey your leader, but you do not flaunt your leader over your husband, especially if he's not in the will of God. If he's not saved, you don't go home and bragging about what your leader said and talking about him all the time. Chase conversation will help you win your mate over. We have to know when to talk. And when it shut up, ooh, don't waste your time doing foolish things. And forget about all those old wise tales among over foolish ideas and, and myths and legends. Spend your time and your energy in the word of God. It also tells us to teach you all how to not provoke your children. All of this is in the plan of salvation. Parents, don't provoke your children to wrath. Don't do that. Be kind and gentle and patient with them and teach them. Correct them, but teach them. You want to correct, but you haven't taught them anything. Trust your teaching. Put the word of God in your children and trust it after you put it in them. Only God can control that. All right, we are not to, the older women are not to, be Lord over the younger women, but we are to help them and to show them the way and how we can help you. We have had our road, our roadblocks in life. We have had our stumbling in life, and we have overcome. We have grown, and we know how to handle it. So we can help you and teach you, and what we have been overcome us over should be roadblocks to you saying don't go that way. I've been there. I've done that. Don't you go that way. Because on the other side of that, it's trouble. It's confusion. It's no peace. It's no joy. So the best thing to do is just listen to somebody with wisdom that say, don't do it, and don't do it. You know, a lot of people say, well, if they did it and got by, I can do it. Maybe we did it and got by, but there's no guarantee that you're going to get by. Mm -hmm. So you have to obey what the word of the Lord says. And older women ought to teach you out of the word of God, not out of their ways and their means, but what the word of the Lord say to us. We need a spiritual birth in Christ Jesus. You can't make it without God's spirit, his Holy Spirit being in you. You're going to always have your ups and downs, up today and down tomorrow. You're going to always have your stumbling blocks. But when you have the spirit of the Lord living in you, the Holy Ghost will speak to you and warn you of things that you're about to undertake or things that's about to attack you. The Holy Ghost will say, don't go that way. Don't listen to her. Don't follow after her. Don't follow after him. Obey what the word of the Lord say, and you will never go wrong. Yes, Satan has stumbling blocks, but the Lord will lead you all around him if you stay walking in the spirit and let the Lord lead and guide you and listen to your leader, to the word of God. Bring your Bibles to church. Open them up and read them. Read along with what the minister is saying. Read along with what the church mother is talking to you about because they have your soul at heart. They pray for you. They even pray before you even came into the church. We pray for Lord, that young woman that's coming in, that's going to be saved, that's going to be delivered that's going to be set free. God, we pray your strength over her. We pray, God, that your indwelling spirit be within her where she can be the woman that you want her to be. God wants us to look out for the younger women in the church. But the younger women have to want to be helped. 
We can't push it on you. You have to want to be helped and let the Lord lead and guide you in the things that you need to be leaded and guided in. We need to be chase keepers. If you are saved and your husband is unsaved, you should you can win your husband by your chase keeping at home and by your holy conversation. You can win that husband over. But if you are saved and he's not saved, but you're always arguing and bickering with him every time he comes home, you are setting up a trap for the devil to use for him to send temptation to your mate. So we have to learn how to pray for our family, pray for our husbands, whether they save or not, treat them with love and kindness, let the light of Christ shine out of you into them. Or save woman can save her husband, but she have to live that holy life before him, not in arguing, bickering all the time, getting angry, not cooking, not taking care of his clothes and everything. If he, if you are saved and he's unsaved, he's going to do unsaved things. Your job is to pray to God to save him, and you win him by your kindness and your love. That's how you win him to Christ. Young women, you don't know it all. There are things out there that you don't have no idea what it's all about. But a seasoned, sad woman, even through her past experience, can see that path that you are taking and can tap you on the shoulder with a lot of love and grace and say, sweetheart, let me talk to you about this because I see what's about to happen and I know What's going to happen if you go down that path? But I want to keep you from going through that. I went through that, and I'm coming to show you that you don't have to go through it. A lot of people say, well, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm my own woman. I hear that a lot. I'm my own woman, and I can do what I want. I, one young lady, I mean, she would dress ooh, with profanity all the time, and I approached her in a loving way, and she agreed with me. But she says, Mother, my husband wants me to dress like this. She was saved, and he was unsaved. But she said, my husband wants me to dress like this. So this that's why I dress like this. I say, but your husband is not saved. And I'm sure if you would sit down, and I gave her a little scenario. I say, sit down if you have to sit on his lap and tell him, honey, I love you, and everything I got belongs to you. And I don't want to expose it to no other man. I don't want no other man seeing what I have for you. I said, if you tell him that in a loving, kind, and sweet way, he will change his mind about the way he wants you to dress. Because you let him know everything about you belongs to him. You don't have to flaunt it and no other man have to look at it. You don't have to put on a lot of worldly dressing clothes. You belong to him, and he belongs to you. And let him know kindly, say, I don't want nobody looking at you and wanting what I have. You got to know how to be graceful with what you say and do to it without driving them away. And a lot of times they they, they don't have understanding. Maybe their parents dressed that way. Maybe their father was that way. But you have come into the will of God. You have come out of darkness into the light. And you are to let your light shine, and you are to help open his understanding about what you're supposed to be as a Christian woman. A lot of women sit around, and they mope a lot in the church. They mope because Sister Sally didn't say hello. They moping because she's looking at me funny. And then you take that stuff back home and feed off of it. And then when you come back to church, you can't get into service because you kept that stuff hidden in you, and it was eating you up all week from Sunday to Sunday. And then you come back, and you can't get into service to praise God. We ought to love one another. A lot of times what we think we see is not what we see. I'll give you another scenario. I was walking up one day, and it was some ladies, three ladies that was there laughing and talking. And when I walked up, at that time, they probably had said what they wanted to say and were through. But the devil told me they were laughing and talking about you. 
And the minute you walked up, they stopped. Now, if I would have feast on that, I would have been angry at those three ladies because I thought, not knowing, I thought they were laughing and talking about me. So when you get in the word of God and be taught of God, the devil cannot plant those things in you. The devil is just like a bird. He can fly over your head all day long, but you don't have to let him make a nest in it. Every time he brings thoughts and things to you, rebuke him and send him away. Because God wants us to be loving women, sweet women, mild, tender women, women that love him and women that love the work of the Lord, the women that love their leaders and women that want to obey. And God will bless you bountifully in obeying his word. And when we get to the part where we have to refuse to do what other people want us to do that's ungodly mm-hmm. in the church world, you got to refuse to do it. Say, I'm not going to do it. If they come to you about the pastor, say, I'm not, that's my pastor, and you're not going to talk about him to me. If you don't stop it and send it away, it'll keep coming, and then it'll get you caught up into a whirlwind of confusion, and you won't know what's right or what's wrong. Pray for your leaders, young women. Pray for them. Ask God to help them. And you be a part of a building and helping them with that church. Don't sit back and say, I'm not going to do anything. Put all that you have in it to help them build up the church. And while you helping them build up the church, God will build you up into a strong, sound Christian that can stand the tide, the times of times. God wants strong women, women with a good understanding, women that know how to go in and out among the people, women that know how to act on their secular job, where people will look at them and say it's something different about them. It's because the way you carry yourself, being loud and boisterous with the secular world is not good for your Christian walk. You have to be different, not that you... So stand office, but all jokes said it's not for you to laugh about. The Bible said for us not to be jostling, and what that means, joking, talking all kind of other stuff that's not of God. We have to let our light shine, and the Lord will bless us, and somebody will see your light. Don't think they're not looking at it. You let something happen. And they need prayer. They're not going to go to the one that's always lying and joking and going on. They're going to go to that person that's settling their mind and thoughts and ask them to pray for them. So we want to let our light shine so the world can see our good works. And then when they see our good works, they're going to glorify the Father which is in heaven. We belong to him. He loved women. He's always made ways for women. In Genesis, when God created Adam, we were not a second thought. God already had it in his mind that Adam need a help me, and I'm going to make him a help me to help him. So we were not a second thought. We were there all the time. God have always looked out for us. We can go in the New Testament. Women that was in trouble, when they repented and cried to the Lord, the Lord delivered them and helped them. Mary Magdalene is a good example. She was a righteous woman, did all kind of things. But when she went to the Lord and he delivered her, she followed him even to the cross. And from the cross, she followed to the grave, waiting for him to be risen, went to see if he was there. So we have to be women of God where God can use us. And he will use us if we are strong in him and our light is shining and our attention is not on ourselves but on the word of God. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right to look beautiful. It's all right to want to have nice things. But the main thing is we need Jesus Christ in our life and him living, ruling, and abiding in us. And so we have to adhere to the word of God and listen to the mothers that are trying to teach you. See, if you don't want to listen, you won't know. 
You got to want to. You got to have a want to deep down on the inside that's saying, I want to be different. I want the Lord more in my life. I want to be used by God. And I guarantee you, if you obey and listen, God will use you mightily. And everybody be turning around, looking around, saying, her? The Lord is doing this in her, and I know when she used to do this, and she used to say that, and she used to act this way. Yes, she repented, and God saved her, and now she's fit for the master's use. She's been all cleaned up. She's a vessel that he can use to obey your leaders, and don't be so rebellious about things that they say. And if it's something that hurts you, don't don't take it home and let it embed in you and you get bitter. Go back to someone, whoever said something that hurted you, and let them know they hurted you. And ask them to forgive you for whatever you might have done to make them say what they said to you. Get it off of you. We have to learn how to forgive one another, whether we right or wrong. We have to forgive, and we have to ask people to forgive us. If we don't do that, that stuff embeds in us and causes our walk with the Lord to be lesser and not strong as it could be because we hold in the devil's junk. You know, the enemy not, might know that he can't move you from where you are now, but he'll plant something there and leave, walk away and leave it. And when the time of refreshing comes, everybody else is being blessed by God. He'll remind you of what he left there that you did not get rid of. So you got to repent all the time, and you got to rebuke thoughts that come to your mind. There are things that come to my mind, and I just say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Things that I would never think of saying or doing, but he's going to bring it because he's testing you. He's trying you. He's trying to make you fall. So you got to be on your alert and tell him, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. He'll bring stuff that you never even dreamed of, and he'll bring it to you. But you got to learn how to send him on his way. And that don't mean that he's not coming back because he's coming back again. But one, one trial helps you to overcome another. If you go through this test, the next test that comes, you are a lot stronger, and you can overcome it. One victory helps you to win another one. So we want to be women that the Lord is calling for in these last and evil days. Oh, we need to be praying women, praying for the family, praying for the community, praying for the church, praying for our leaders. God made us. He told Jeremiah, I want you to call for the morning women and the praying women that they may come and take up a wailing in Zion. You're in Zion to work, not to sit back and do nothing. You, If you can't do nothing but say, oh, Lord, have mercy on us, that's enough with God. He wants us to pray. And we see now, women, that our world, as nation, is in a turmoil, and we really need the Lord to help us. We got children and grandchildren coming up, and they got to live in this world with all the stuff that's gone contrary to the word of God. So we, it's time for us to pray. We don't have no time to be idle. We don't have time to be upset with one another. We need to come together as a whole and bombard heaven. Call on the name of the Lord, and the Lord will hear us. He said our hearts are tender. And he take our tears and bow them up that we cry when we cry out to him. So women, we want to be strong, but we can't be strong until we get the teaching. We can't be strong until we have someone to guide us. We can't be strong until we get with a strong member, a strong Christian, and get together and bombard heaven and get the devil on the run because I'm, I'm connected with somebody that who is strong. And that's going to make me stronger. And two of us together, if one can chase a 1,000, two can chase 10,000. So we want to connect, but we want to connect in the right way. We want to be loving. We want to be sweet. We want to be kind. And we want to accept. And if you don't accept it, go home and pray about it and ask the Lord to open your understanding as to what is going on. 
because we want to be the women that God is calling for in these last and evil days. And the word of God shows us and tells us how we can live. We have no excuse. We have no excuse. It tells us how to treat our husband, how to treat our children, how to treat our leaders, how to be chaste women, how to be quiet women. There are sometimes we just have to be quiet. Study to be quiet. If you don't know, just wait on the Lord to give it to you. Don't just blur out anything, but be quiet before the Lord, and the Lord will open your understanding to whatever it is that you don't understand. But you have to be mental and and let yourself be mental. You know, go to a strong mother in the church and say, I need help with this little problem. Will you help me pray through? Because prayer is the only thing that changes. If you don't have prayer, you won't make it. Prayer is the key to heaven. And the faith in God unlocks that door. So you need someone to help you. We are not an island. All of us need help. Even the strong women have to call on another sister at time, from time to time and say, I need you to agree with me in prayer because I'm going through. When we join together, we can win and we will have the victory. And this is what God wants out of us, old and young women. He wants us to bond together. And when we bond together, we are more than victorious in Christ Jesus because we are together. And God loves it when he sees us loving one another. And he loves it when he sees we praying for one another. He loves it when we care about one another. And that's what it's all about, loving and caring and sharing and living holy. And if you do all those things, you can't go wrong. Not that the enemy won't come, but you have enough strength to rebuke him and send him on his way until he come back with the next trial because he's going to come back. But one thing I found out, if you saw him today and he planted that and you stumbled over it, if he come back tomorrow, you shouldn't stumble over that same thing. Hmm. should be now got you some strength because you see it. And I stumble, but Lord, forgive me, I repent. But he won't catch me there tomorrow, not in that test, not in that trial. And each victory help us to win another one. But you first got to get a victory in order for, for you to win another one. Can't sit around just doing nothing. Have a prayer life. Pray to God. Lay before God. And ask God to help you. And God will do it. Not only will he help you, he will bless you. And he will bless your family. And he will bless your children. Pray for your children, young women, old women too. But young women, these are the children that's coming up, and they're coming up at a time where everything is against the word of God. So you put the word of God in them and let them know what thus said the Lord, that men ought to be men and women ought to be women. You let mm-hmm. your children know that because the devil is just flamboyant all around and he's trying to make it. All right, but it's not all right in the eyes of God. You let them know that the Lord loved them. And God is getting his remnant together. And my prayer all the time, Lord, I have a lot of grandchildren. Let them be in your remnant. Let them be in that army that you're going to get together. That's my prayer all the time. Because when I'm dead and gone, they have to stay here. And they have to live in what the enemy has brought up on the land. But the word of God said, if my people which are called by my name would armor themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, then will I hear from heaven, and he's going to heal the land. But he left it up to us to do just that. I hope you got something out of what I've said. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. I have a question for you, Mother Elvis, before I open it up. There's two that I have. The first one is, what do you say about the mothers, the the, the older women that's in churches or and just just being idle or maybe just decide they, they don't want to do this no more because they dealt with 
hurt and pain from churches they've been in, what what would you say to them the importance of still staying on their post? Okay, the number one thing is you got to get rid of that hurt. They uh-huh. got to go back or they have to ask about it, forgiveness or whatever, because changing churches do not take away that hurt if you don't go and get it right. You know, a lot of times people say, they're hurting me over here. Well, did you try to get get it right over there before you left? Did you let whoever it was, did you let them know you were hurt? Because what you're doing, you have that hurt that's in you, and you're bringing it to another church, and you don't want to do nothing. Yeah. You bring you taking that hurt with you. Get rid of that hurt. When you go to another church, what's in you gonna go over there with you. So you got to pray and ask God and don't ask God about the people that you claim hurt you. Ask God to forgive you for being hurt. You know, a lot of times we get hurt behind the wrong stuff. A lot of times we be hurt because of what they told us was right. And you just didn't want to receive it. So you have to get rid of the hurt before you can get back doing what you used to do. And the words say, the we say it this way, the idle mind is the devil workshop. Well, what it really means, if it ain't nothing up in there, you ain't thinking and you ain't praying and you ain't fasting, the devil can have a field day with you with that hurt you said you came over there with. You got to get rid of it. Yes. Because a lot of people tend to just sit back because they've been hurt. And a lot of times people go to church and know that they say hurt them, don't even know they hurt them. You know, mm-hmm. but yet they'll go vent to everybody else, putting a bad light on the ministry versus, that's, that's like you that's said, it. getting that light. Uh-huh. That's why I said they got to get it straight where they say they got hurt. Go to yes. the people you say hurt you. But don't go around the church spreading gossip that they heard me and everything. You never said it to the person that you claim. I'm listening to the word I'm using. That you claim hurt you. Yes. And my, my other question is for the single, the young single lady, and and how how pretty much how they supposed to conduct themselves even when when. Like I'm, I'm not gonna say temptation, but like courtship and things like that. How are they supposed to keep themselves? All right, we ought to be celibacy. If you save and you dating and you courting and all of that kind of stuff, I don't care what they say. Uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to engage in these things. You're supposed to wait until marriage. And how you keep yourself? You keep yourself in church and working in the Lord, keeping the Lord in you, keep being built up by the Holy Spirit. Now, you can't keep yourself if you're doing all the things that brings on the things that will cause you to get out of the will of God. You know, a lot of them want to do all this hugging and kissing and rubbing and bumping and all this kind of stuff. You can't do it. When you're trying Amen. to be kept, you cannot do it. A lot of people say, well, I can wear what I want, not if you want to be kept. It's not mm-hmm. so much as what you're doing, it's what you're portraying to other people. It's, it's so much of what you're portraying to that man that, that's interested in you. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you got to cover up to your neck and, boy, you dress down to your ankle, because a lot of them doing that got a lot of devil in them. But you be, <laughs> you, you be modest in the way you carry yourself, because you are a Christian and you're single, and you don't want your good to be evil spoken of. You might have on a flimsy dress and don't even have no intentions of doing anything wrong, but it's what your appearance is doing. Yes, yes. I'm going to open it up for questions Um, now for Mother Edwards. Anyone have any questions to ask? that they would like to ask while we're on here, ask now, because once the line is over, it's over. (laughs) So go ahead, whoever. Well, um, if any of you talk, make sure your phone is unmute as well if you have a question and ask it. 
This this is the time if you have questions. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Um, my name is Chanel, and um, I reside in Las Vegas. And my question is, when you know you're called to the ministry, and when you know that you call to the ministry, and um, and you um. No, you're calling. I'm sorry. I'm just walking out for work right now. Well, I wanted to ask this question before you guys go off. And you know you called to the ministry, and you know that um, you're in a new church. And by you being in a new church, that's your old church. And you left before you got ordained, and you only have one more class left to be ordained as a minister. I want to know. How was the proper way to go to the man of God and the woman of God to see if, um, what's your next step? Should I wait to go and just continue to dwell in the ministry? You know, as far as um, just sitting, you know, because he gave me a task to do in the ministry that he did. But I still, like I said, I had one more class before I got ordained as a minister. So should I just wait to see, you know, um, if he's going to, like, look at my attendance or he's going to see my um, accountability, or should I go to the man of God to see if I need to, like, um, what do you need to do? Did you, you said you left the ministry that you were going through the classes and then you switched I left the ministry. The Lord told me that my season was up there, and I had one more class left. Mm-hmm. So because I had one more class left and my season was up, I had to be obedient, and so the Lord brought me into this new ministry. And mm-hmm. um, I sat down with the pastor, and I let him know who I was and where I come from mm-hmm. and how many classes that I have taken and the gifts that the Lord has given me. And um, I just wanted to know, should I go to him now and be like, okay, um, I've been in the ministry for this amount of time. Should I? Because he said that he's going to start the classes. But, um, mm-hmm. see, I sit up under Apostle, and he goes to different churches, and, you know, um, you know he he's an apostle, so he's gone mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so should I just, be, you know, be patient? And, I, and I'm, I'm very patient. Should I just the wait? The Bible says, a man's gift will make room for him, bring him for great men. Just right. because you get a license and finish a class doesn't always mean you're qualified. You got many people doing all that. And I can speak for myself. I was preaching and teaching, and God opened up doors six yeah. or seven years before I even got a license, even begin to go to school to, to be ordained. So if God told you to move to that place, you got to trust God that in his time that the doors will open. But you got to remain faithful and do the work that you can do. And then because the man, the man and woman, got a lot of times they have to see what comes in their doors. Right. And the Bible says that you know, they have to see who labors amongst them. Yeah. And they want to see, are you faithful? Before they begin to give you all this task. So you might be in the face of where they're watching you. So it's important that you wait on God. Do okay. what your hand can do. Whatever your hand finds to do in the house of the Lord, right? Okay. If they ask you to do this, do it. No murmur, no play, do it. Because you don't know that might be your test. That the That's test right. must see be capable. And with that, right. Mother Elvis. It. Hello, Mother. Uh huh. Yes. Go ahead. Um, I want to ask her about that last class that she didn't take. I want to know what what was the reason? Oh, the Christian the Christian counseling. Uh huh. Why did you uh, leave and you had one more class to? Uh, no, because my uh, my pastor uh, my pastor 
well, you know what? I don't I don't want to discuss it on the line. Okay, I understand problem. what you're saying, but you were so, having conflict that caused you to leave. You know what? Um, it was it was a lot going on in the oh. ministry. Okay, and so because right. there was a lot going on in the ministry, um, it was to the point to where I dwelled in the all women's yeah, I did. Um, there was no men in the ministry, and it was all women. Okay. And it was to the point to where it was like, um, <laughs> it was a lot. Of, it was a lot. Of, I don't mean to that, but there has to be a balance in the house of God. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, ma'am, I, I truly understand <laughs> that the man is the head and, and, and not the tail, and I truly understand what the scripture says. Yeah. But we uh-huh. literally, it was an all women's ministry. So when you know when you have an all women's ministry, it's a lot of emotion. Let's just say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, and I and I don't take away from the woman of God of, of what she taught me, phenomenal woman of God. But um, it was to the point where it was always something about Sister Chanel. It was always something, and. I went to the Lord, and I told the Lord, I said, God, what is it about me? And the Lord told me, he said, it's what I have placed inside of you. That's why. And I'm like, okay, Lord. So when I got ready to take the class, and, you know, um, she said that even though you guys are in your last class, and uh, by you being in your last class, um, Christ is, is, is uh, we have to take on the characteristics of Christ. And if I have seen that you have not took on the characteristics of Christ, I'm not ordaining no one. And she looked at me, and that right there was my my my, my key to be released, because um, it was to the point where it was a lot of it was a lot of open rebuke by other leaders. It was a lot of, and I just couldn't understand it why. And then when the Lord explained it to me, it was like, okay, so this is not this is where. It's not meant for me to be anymore. It was a, a lot of stuff going on in the ministry. And, and like I say, I can't take nothing away from the woman of God because she taught me a lot. But um, when the Lord told me that my season was up, and just to be truthful, I didn't leave when my season was up. I didn't. And the Lord told did me my you, season was up. Yes, did you go Okay, okay. I didn't leave. When the Lord told me that my season was up, I didn't leave because I got comfortable. I got comfortable there, and I was disobedient, and I didn't leave because it was like, okay, God, now where am I going to go? But it was to the point to where he made he made, he made made the situation so uncomfortable to where I had to go. I had to mm-hmm. go. And so um, I'm sorry about that. And so, um, so I left. And when I left, it was to the point to where I was broken. And I was so mm-hmm. broken to where I wanted to walk away from the ministry. I wanted to walk away from God. I did. I, I truly wanted to walk away, you know, and I and, and I left in decent and in order like the Bible told me. Like God said, leave in decent and order with my letter, with, with, with everything, doing everything right. And when I went to ask for, you know, a letter for my class, and she told me she was going to give me a letter mm-hmm. of recommendation. And I'm like, okay, and so when she told me that I'm going to give you a letter of recommendation and that she's going to have my classes in a letter, I proceeded to read the letter. And when I read the letter, it when I opened the letter, it just really broke me because she, first thing she said is this is not a letter of recommendation. Chanel has took eight classes and she needs one more, senior pastor, such and such and such and such. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, understand that but you got to also understand you go from a different church their rules and their sometimes their way of ordination and all that is totally different and yeah like say you to me because you said you're gonna walk you want to walk away from god and you did a little bit to me no you, i didn't walk you, away from him oh. no oh, okay. i didn't walk away from oh, okay. him it made me walk what okay it made me do, honestly when I really wanted to walk away because I got broken. Yes. The woman of God broke me. And I'm not, I can't sit on the phone and lie and say she didn't, she did, she broke me. But it made me walk even closer with God because I told Satan, mm-hmm. you're a lie. 
I, I've been in yeah. it way too long to go back. And that's and, good. And because I've been in it way too long and I'm rooted in the gospel, you know, I have to think about it. It was a thought. But the Bible said cast out all thoughts and imagination. And so it was a thought. And then mm-hmm. I got my thoughts back in Christ Jesus where I need to be. So it wasn't the fact yeah. that I was gonna I was gonna walk away, but then like I said, I'm too far in the gospel okay. to up and get uprooted like that. So I still went to church the next Sunday and I still so, went to a Bible so, study. You know So your question about, is so your question is, um, what should you do next? To me I, go ahead, Mother Elvis, I'll let you or Evangelist Howard one of y'all go ahead and tell her what she should do. Evangelist Hall, if you want to speak. Well, I'll tell you what I feel like you should do. You've already gone to this other church. Uh, just worship, be prayerful, mm-hmm. yeah. and be quiet. Okay. And let the Lord speak to you there. Because you feel like that's the place he led you. Yeah. Just wait on the rest of his leading. Okay. Don't just go in there just bouncing in and, and I'm this and I'm that. No. Oh, no, no. Just, yeah, yeah. just wait on the Lord oh, yeah. and listen to the instructions. See, when you go from one place to another, yeah. there are different instructions for each church, okay, yeah. how they operate. Wait yeah. on the apostle. You said it's a, he's an apostle? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Wait on his leading. You've already explained to him. What happened? You already let him know that you won class from uh, getting your ordination. So you just wait and let him lead you in the next step. Okay. Because you're going to be under his leadership. That's right. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Next, next question. Anybody else? Request. Uh huh. Someone else have another question? She's talking, but she can't hear her. Yeah, I can't hear. Now I can. Janelle, I have to ask her a question about what we talked about today because it's kind of bugging me. Okay, go ahead. So we were we were talking, and one of the questions I just need a an opinion about eating with people who are not Christians. What is your take on that? Like physically having a meal with them. How are you supposed to draw people if you segregate yourself away from them? I understand you don't do what they do, but you just simply eat. That's like going to lunch and just eating. How the love of God to them if you don't take the opportunity that God may present before you to share the love of God when you're shutting them away. You can't do that as believers. We have to we have to to be wise. And in order to win souls, we have to be wise. And that could be a soul that could have been won, but when we shun people as if we're better than them, as if you're not a part of this, you won't even Fathom to be a part of this. It, it makes a, a, a exclusive club when you do that. But we got to understand what Jesus did. Jesus went among them, but yet he didn't He didn't bow down to them. He instructed those that was in sin. Same way with us. When, people, when God gives us an opportunity to sit down and share with them about the things of the Lord, we should do that. And we shouldn't shun them because of what they in what we know about them. Because you don't know the word that God will give you that will change your life around. But if we begin to portray portray Christians in a bad light, they won't have anything to do with Christians. So that's I Mother Edwards or Vengeance Hollywood, yeah, any one of y'all have something to add to that? The only thing that um, that I would say is a lot of times we um, couple ourselves with someone that 
had like spirits that we had. Sometimes we don't always be delivered. And if we couple ourselves with someone that has or that has spirits that God has delivered us from, if you're not prayed up, if you're not strong enough, you'll find yourself yielding to those spirits. Because believe me, they studied man long enough. They can tell when you're getting weak. And they can tell if you're not prayed up. So just like co-pastor said, if it's just the fact that they're sinners, you're eating, it's not no drinking, you're not at no club, nothing like that, you have to let your light shine. But also you have to remember if this person had some of the same spirits that you've been delivered for, from, and you know how we have those secret battles at home that we too shame to tell anybody about? And you're battling with those same spirits, then you need to separate yourself until you be delivered. Or you don't need to be around that person because that spirit will draw you until you're totally delivered and you've prayed out and you totally surrendered to God. That's it. You can stay, Mother. No, I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 through. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I, I, I kind of saw it. Uh, I, maybe I misunderstood her question. Mm-hmm. When she was saying by, uh, you know, having lunch or eating with someone that's not saved. Mm-hmm. No, not saved. A non-believer. Someone that don't. A believe non-believer. That there that there isn't a God. Someone that believes that they're their own God. Oh, okay. Well, to me, that's a chance. If you're strong in the Lord, that's a chance for you to witness. Mm-hmm. That's a chance for mm-hmm. you to let them know about your God. Mm-hmm. And when you and witness to them about strong. your God, uh, you don't argue. You don't argue mm-hmm. the Bible, and you don't argue the fact about God. You just tell them what you know about God and what God has done for you, and then leave it at that. What if she's not strong enough? Then leave it alone. That's it. Don't don't entertain nothing you don't feel like you're strong enough to handle. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And the reason and why I said... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, the reason why I brought that point up, because I know someone that was a strong believer. They were saved. They was brought up in the church, and then they got around people. They made friends with people that were unbelievers or believed in their, their own God, you know, and the Bible man didn't write the Bible and everything. They stood their ground with that person. They said, you know, they, they brought scripture after scripture after scripture with that person. But they was they got so close to that person, they start wondering themselves. Mm, well, <clears throat> maybe what they're saying makes sense. Because you have to remember, Satan know how to plead a good case. So you have to have no shadow of doubt, like they said, that you can mm-hmm. you can go ahead, you can present your case, then you leave it alone. Don't That's keep it. hanging Back around. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Back yes, on. ma'am. But yes, you ma'am. You need to present your case. But back yes, off, ma'am. Do it. You don't hang yes, around ma'am. for them to indoctrinate yes, you. Right. And that's what happened to this person. Okay. Is there other questions? I have I have one more question. Uh, okay. Why they don't open up the altars and churches no more? Why they don't open up mm. the altars and why they don't um, do deliverance and churches no more? Mm. Well, they don't open up the altar. I I. I uh, uh, That's what I don't understand. Why do they close down the service 
and then after they close down the service, you know, and then they allow the people to come to the altar, but nobody can deliver. Do they do um, altar calls? Do they so do altar calls? And how do huh. you address that? How do you bring that to the man of God? How would you address that right there? Well, that's not for you to address. That's something for you to pray about. Mm-hmm. You have to pray. A lot of times we see stuff in church and we want to come and tell leaders what they should be doing. That's like somebody coming to your house and telling you what to do. That's right. It, it kind of puts them on a fence. What you should do is pray that God will open mm-hmm. up your eyes, that they may see the importance of people coming to the altar and people getting prayed for. But do they open up the call at all? Mm-hmm. Hello. Thank you. Do they open up the call at all? No. Is that the church you went to? Yes. <laughs> well, mm. once by God, the call it's important. Unless you know the people in there, and and a lot of times people don't know how to deal with deliverance because some of them need to be delivered themselves. You got a lot of ministers and leaders in churches in need of deliverance themselves. And you got to know you call to operate in deliverance. Yeah. Because that's something to play around with. And you better know that you got you called and God has called you to do that. Anyone want to chime in? I'm sorry. I mean, you know, we can go to church and we can shout and we can dance and we can pay our times, but no one's getting delivered. <laughs> and the people leaving the same, they're coming in feeling happy, but well, the thing and not getting delivered. The thing I, I say know. is pray because everyone has to be accountable. Every pastor is accountable for that sheep, for that congregation. They have to stand before God for all them people. But what God does ministry to a ministry that don't don't do it, it's like it's shocking. (laughs) It's very, very shocking. That's why Mother Air would say it's best just to sit there and just be quiet and listen for God's instruction. Yeah. That way you know what to pray for in your private time. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, you know what to pay for in your private time. So, because do you ladies do you ladies deal in deliverance? Do you guys have deliverance in, in your ministry? Yes, we believe in deliverance. I believe mm-hmm. in people living a getting filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe people living Amen. a safe and sanctified life. That's what I believe mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And you can't choice if you're not delivered. That's mm-hmm. Right. Jesus cast out many devils. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the problem nowadays in our churches. People need deliverance. People want to operate mm-hmm. again, but they need to be delivered from some things. Mm-hmm. Oh, amen. Mm. Amen. 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 And, and as Mother Elsa was talking earlier, the importance of having mentors because mm-hmm. God may today, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you. I do you be sitting for 10, 20 years, but yeah. because you might still have some inside of you that ain't came out yet that need to come out before mm-hmm. you to get off the door. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you fall because you didn't deal with issues that you should have got right, and that's what we're seeing mm-hmm. in the body of Christ. People not mm-hmm. dealing with their but yet they want to preach and teach and all this stuff, but not completely whole. And not following the mandate that God gave. Mm-hmm. After you have preached the gospel, mm. then you get people delivered. You heal yes. the sick. Mm-hmm. The Lord is raising the dead. Mm-hmm. This, this follows after you have given them the word of God. That's, that's a mandate. Mm-hmm. That's After it. they have heard the word, there should be some signs. Yes. yes. Manifestation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Signs of deliverance. 
you know. Yeah. People mm-hmm. getting healed. Yeah. Mm. Just preaching the word good mm. and get them jumping and shouting. And don't then you mean. them, you have defeated the whole purpose. Yes, Lord. But we have got a custom in our churches today. If we didn't shout, if we didn't run around with our head cut off, and if the music didn't give us the beat we wanted, or the music gave you the beat you wanted, you felt like you had church a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But when you they teach you nothing but the words, and you don't hear a whole lot of hooping and hollering and jumping around, but they teach you sound word doctrine of the word of God, mm-hmm. we're in church. That's what some of us got conditioned to emotions and never a relationship with All God. right. That's mm. good. They got that's good. Right that's good. No relationship. Amen. And let me and tell you something else, too. Uh, music has a spirit of its own. Mm-hmm. These people that ain't living nothing can yes. get on that organ and twist around oh, on the stool and make you yes. bring that service into the rim they want it in. Yes. And it's not God. It's a spirit. Yeah, and it's not the spirit of God. It's a demonic force. They get yes. music. They beat the drums. Drown out what the preacher's saying. He can't. Yes. Hear you can't hear him for them drowning him out on the drums and the. Yes. That's a yes. thing that have crept in all churches. All the yes. churches. even the Catholic mm-hmm. church is doing it now. That's, <laughs> That's a demonic force. Amen. It sure is. When the word of God is going forth, you to listen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. But no, you've been hollering along with the preacher, and you don't even know what he said. Talk now. Ooh. Talk. It's true. We get that a lot, too. We, mm. And also, while we on this subject, when we're talking about music, explain mm. then what we got, why we got the guard listening to different types of music, how that affects mm. our spirit. Mm. Yeah, they... yeah, it affects. And another mm-hmm. thing would affect, too, right there in the church. A lot mm. of that stuff that you got these people that ain't saved is playing this music. It's just like the people, like witchcraft, like the people mm-hmm. drawing up the demons. Mm-hmm. Some of them drum beats. Mm-hmm. And they kick in some of that secular music along with what they're supposed to be playing church music. Mm-hmm. And we're not careful. We're not paying attention. And we got mm-hmm. our hands in the air going along with them. You ain't doing nothing but egging that devil on. Mm-hmm. And and we see now how you seeing gospel singers or prominent singers singing both and intermingling mm-hmm. with the sex. That's world. Right. What do you That's think right. about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. I see mm-hmm. it and hear it all the time. They throw stuff, and first they get you going on a little gospel stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. by you dancing and running and hollering and jumping, they don't throw mm-hmm. that secular stuff. Mm-hmm. You're dancing to the beat of the, of the uh, player. Yeah. Not of God. Mm-hmm. He done turn, they don't mm-hmm. turn that thing around. Mm-hmm. We got to be and in the church. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to worship when we take in that type of music and then we take in the church music. It, it's mm-hmm. like it kind of stops your flow, your connection with God. Mm-hmm. And we tend mm-hmm. to you. It's, what it actually mm-hmm. does, it saps you. Mm-hmm. When they come in with that stuff, it just saps the spirit right out of you. Yes. Because it's the wrong spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's dancing to the piper, and the piper mm-hmm. needs deliverance. <laughs> but then some people will say you 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 over the top. Ain't nothing wrong with secular music. <laughs> and, and we get that nowadays. But I remember mm-hmm. when like you're off no strange fighting for the Lord. When you entertain that mm-hmm. music so yes. and then you want to go worship. There's mm. no way you can do both. To receive that, the Bible clearly says, "Say, be ye holy, for mm-hmm. I am holy." Mm-hmm. No, no, no. God, we don't talk about holiness anymore. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Because holiness is going to cause us to die to our flesh. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause us to talk away from some people and turn down some things. But we don't mm-hmm. want that. We the lukewarmness nowadays in our lives, but never mm-hmm. experience the fullness of the power of God. Mm-hmm. 
I'm off my phone. We are looking for a way out. They they want to be in, but they want to be out mm-hmm. on some things. So they're looking for a way out. Mm-hmm. And then they are member conscious, not uh-huh. the whole conscious. They are member conscious. Mm-hmm. What they want is just the membership. They don't care about your soul. Mm-hmm. So I'm yes. not going to talk about this, and I'm not going to read what mm-hmm. it says in the Word of God because it might run them, drive them away. Mm-hmm. So you're more mm-hmm. worried about membership than you're worried mm-hmm. about soul. Mm-hmm. And people... The women on the line, I I implore you to not get so caught up with all that. Mm-hmm. Go to a place where the presence of God is and sound teachings are being taught. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because even mm-hmm. now, I can see great, these people, they claim to be great televangelists with all these millions of people sitting in that congregation, and some of the mm-hmm. things they're teaching is fallacy. They're yeah. taking a little bit of and mm-hmm. twisting it. But if you're mm-hmm. not rooted you won't know. Because the Bible mm-hmm. says, even if it was possible, very elect will be deceived. All right. And we're elect. People are flocking to be big old things like mm-hmm. it's the best thing smoking. Mm-hmm. Now, no one home taking that word that's given mm-hmm. and find a piece We don't do that anymore. We face value and say, oh, it was a good word. But never take the time mm-hmm. to seek God to see was that the word that you needed. And when yeah. they do preach it, they'll turn around and say before they close out, all of us will no. and come short of the grace of God. I tell them mm-hmm. in a minute, I might miss the mark sometime, but I repent, but I am not a sinner. Exactly. I'm just a person that continues sinning, and I don't do that. Mm-hmm. So don't come exactly. put me in that little group. We all, I've come from that. Mm-hmm. I've been delivered from that. Amen. Yes. Yes. And and we got to walk in deliverance. When God delivers yeah, you from a thing, don't open Amen. yourself back up to that stuff. Close the door. Mm-hmm. If anyone's crying mm-hmm. on, do what you got to do. But don't open yourself back up to it because you pick out mm-hmm. several more what you work. That's right. When God is trying to elevate and take you to another level in him, to a greater revelation and a greater understanding in him. Mm. And it's like you take yourselves back when we open ourselves up to that. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's what happens. Mm. Mm. Amen. So with, with that, anybody else before we close out? Because this has really been, it's mostly tonight, it's mostly about the church. Mm-hmm. And what we supposed to be doing as women of God yeah. in the church, mm-hmm. and and being committed and faithful to where God has called us to, That's and where we're at, mm-hmm. and and getting in the church and putting your hands to the plow, getting yeah. busy, no more yeah. idle and sitting back, yeah. but allowing God to perfect that gift in you. Mm-hmm. That don't mean being in the forefront. That means learn the word behind the scenes. Because he said he'll get to bring you for a great meeting. So when mm-hmm. you work behind, gonna, he's going to bring you out when it's that point of time. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, yes, he yes, will. Yes, he will. Mm-hmm. Yes. He, he cannot bring you out. So I implore each and every one of you ladies to dig deep this year and years mm-hmm. after this year. You might have missed the mark yesterday. The day before, months ago, but mm-hmm. God has always given us a chance to get it right, and we don't mm-hmm. want to keep it to get chance after chance, because it will mm-hmm. run out. Yes, it will, and you mm-hmm. don't know when. <laughs> exactly. so don't take a chance. So, so I enjoyed each and every one of you ladies on the line, mm-hmm. and thank you so much, Mother Edwards, and pouring that wisdom into us, thank and you. how we're supposed to be. Yes, yes, we enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed it. Evangelist as well. We just thank you so much, both of you. And with that, we're going to end. Evangelist how you want to close us out in prayer? Okay. Oh, Heavenly Father, God, we want to thank you for tonight, God. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for the woman of God, Lord. 
all God that is imparted into us, God, that spoke wisdom to us, God, that told us as young women how to live, how we should be subject to our husbands, how we're supposed to be chaste women, Keep us of our own home. God, we thank you for that tonight, God. Now, I'm asking in the name of Jesus for every woman that has heard this, God, break up that old follow ground, God. Let them receive, God. Let them go go back and marinate and think over it and let it take root in them, God. Because ladies' talk is not for us to go and say, yeah, I say, oh, girl, you should No, but it's for us to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us so that we can be better women for the generation that comes after us. Lord, I thank you right now for the leader of this ladies' talk, God. Continue to bless the God. Continue to keep a God. Lord, let her grow stronger in the ministry, God. Bless every woman that's on this prayer line, God. Let the words that mother has imparted in us, God, Work richly in us, God, so that tomorrow, if Jesus don't come, we'll be a better saint, a better woman of God. God bless us and thank you, Lord Jesus, and keep us till the next ladies talk. Amen. 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 Be blessed, everyone. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.